The Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio, featuring everything Savannah State. Now here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Sean Quinn Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, your one-stop shop for Savannah State Tigers football, and who knows what else? I mean, we can talk nutrition, we can talk fitness, we can talk late-night hankerings, just all all kinds of every subject covered here on the Sean Quinn Show. But we are going to talk a lot of football today because you have a really successful and maybe one of the hotter teams uh, in Division Two right now in your city of Savannah, the Savannah State Tigers improve to five and one after a big thirty-nine to six win over Erskine College. Uh, and joining us to talk about it as he does every week, Sean Quinn, the head football coach at Savannah State. Coach, uh, five straight wins, big win uh, on Saturday, holding somebody to six points. I know that has to put a smile on your face. Definitely, I, I thought we played our best ball of the year, and uh, anytime you can win. It's a reason to celebrate. And then when you play clean, I thought it was the most methodically we played and within kind of the style we want to play on both sides of the football, running the ball, winning the turnover battle, playing good defense, good special teams. I thought the guys were locked in and uh, we really, I, th- I thought it was a much improved effort just all around. So glad we got the win and uh, excited to get back to, you know, back to it and go find a way to get win number six this week. And coach again, a 39 to six win there over Erskine. And I, I want, I know, I'm not a big math guy. I don't know if you're a big math guy or not, but did, did you ever take stat in college? Unfortunately, I did. Okay, so, so I just want I want just to give me a percentage you think just in your experience in football and obviously being highly successful in the classroom during college. A team rushes for 369 yards and holds the opponent to 86 yards on the ground. What percentage of the time do you think that team's going to win? Probably upward high 80s, low 90 percentile. So, um I know in FBS football, if you win the Russian battle and win the turnover battle, I think it's about 90% right, right. now. And just a, a huge performance on the ground. Devon Gibbons actually getting it done uh, with his legs. Uh, they were able to slow down D'Angelo Durham, I guess, a relative skill. He still rushed for almost five yards a carry, but uh, I'm assuming just inside of that game and inside of the game plan, it was they're going to try to stop D'Angelo. Devon, you should have plenty of open lanes. Well, you know, when you run the triple option, you got different people that can, based on what they do, and that's the, the beauty of it, um, is being able to do that. And if they take the inside dive away, then you got the quarterback in the pitch. And, you know, one thing you and I just kind of covered statistically, the big other stat was the time possession. We were right at 40 minutes a game the, for the game. Yeah, they were just around 20, so basically double. And, you know, it's like this. Uh, the more opportunities you have with the ball, the better it is for you uh, and lesser chances for them. So they're a hurry-up tempo team. And we're a, a huddle slower tempo team, you know, a non-tempo team generally. So I think that really helped us too a bunch. And, you know, they did a good job. They played super hard on defense. But I thought, man, we were able to knock them back and, and run downhill, especially when we put in some new plays in our offense uh, that I thought really helped us that we've kind of been working all year and we finally instituted them and, and, and I think was about the right time to do it. Hey, Coach, a couple of other guys having big games on the ground for you as well. Shamarcus Poole. A freshman there out of Sandersonville, Georgia. Uh, he has 51 yards on the ground. And then Jordan Grant, I know a guy y'all are really excited about. And he, we've, we've seen him covering him locally for a long time. Just a, a game-breaking type of player. Uh, he goes for 44 yards on the ground. So almost 100 yards uh, from a couple other contributors. Both those guys, good young backs. Uh, Shamarcus is from Washington County where football, you go there, Washington County on a Friday night, you won't, see, you won't think anybody lives there. They're all at the stadium watching the game. Um, and then Jordan Grant, really, he's been here for two years, man. Just his best game. He I mean, ran really, really hard. Just super good uh, effort by him. Was really impressed. 
we came out of that thing feeling pretty good about, you know, we've got some guys that we can win with besides D'Angelo. And, you know, we've got a couple young freshman backs, Malik Walker from Washington County, and a guy who's been injured but starting to get a stride, Trenton Johnson from um, uh, McIntosh down by OU. So we feel like we've got a good group. Um, but, you know, obviously was really happy to see those two guys specifically play well. And again, Coach, a huge performance uh, from your defense as well. Uh, only the six points given up, and you guys actually get points off of them getting points because you return a PAT uh, back for two points the other way. Uh, but like you said, maybe the most consistent from quarter-to-quarter performance from your defense all year. Yeah, you know, anybody at any level, whether you're at Georgia, you're at, the, you know, for the Falcons, whatever, if you can hold people to six points, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of football games. Yep. And, uh, you know, the whole core principle here was playing solid defense, creating turnovers, being able to run the football. You know, you and I have talked the sauce. Uh, you know, that's the secret to our sauce. Um, and we got to stick to that formula to win football games. And, and I'd be willing to bet most coaches, if you can do that, will feel like they got a chance to be to have a chance to win every game. And, and that, you know, we got to continue to do that. And we had a good week of practice, man. And I think that paid dividends. We played well. We practiced well. Um, and generally your prep results in how you play. So I was really happy with how we prepared, and we got to do the same thing this week. And, Coach, it's not very often that you have a defensive lineman leading the team in tackles, but that's what you had on Saturday. Cam Brown, five total tackles in the game, probably one of the better performances we've seen from him. Did a nice job, man. Really athletic guy for us. Uh, he's dropped a little bit of weight, which we didn't want him to do, but he, he's about 265, and he plays inside, plays some end. Uh, He's a heck of a drummer. A lot of folks don't know that. He's a, in a church back home. He's a great drummer. He's been with us the whole time here. He's going to be a teacher, wants to be a coach, uh, just a stud guy. Um, I think he's from Lawrenceville area up there um, and just has been a really good player for us, played really well the other night. we got to, we got to keep riding him, and he started here since he was a freshman, so we got to count on him some more. And, Coach, another freshman making plays for you guys uh, and another local guy, Wayne County, Levante Larry gets his first career uh, interception how good of a player do you feel like he can be? Because he's got that kind of prototypical corner size on the outside. Maybe not as tall as some of the modern corners, but he's about 5'10", 5'11", 185 pounds. And again, you talk about a city where everything shuts down on a Friday night. Wayne County High School, Coach Ken Cribb up there. Uh, he looks like he could be a really good player. And he looks like, I mean, no offense, but my man looks like a grown man already. Yeah, Levante has played a lot of football in his career. He's a really good player. Uh, he's brought some leadership to our corner position. Um Transferred in here from Kennesaw State, but originally was at, was down at uh, at Wayne County, and just I think he he's got a lot to him, man. He's been through some tough battles, and uh, just really appreciate what he's brought to the table. And he's practiced hard. He's coming here with a bunch of mojo, and you know we've had good success with some guys that are South Georgia guys, and and really that's the core of our football team trying to move forward with that. And there's just you know this, there's just a different kind of mindset and demeanor with a lot of guys in that. I call it below the bug line where they're, you know, football super important and that's the, you know, they're going to do good in school and they're going to get after it on the field. And he loves to practice and compete. You, you want more of those guys. And so super thankful for him and uh, glad we got a local guy like that playing for us. And I'll say this coach, it seems like every week we're talking about two or three new people making plays. Is that just depth or is it you th constantly throughout the year, uh, throughout practices and what you're seeing from these guys, just different people stepping up? Well, a couple things. We've had a lot of injuries this year, um, and we've had to have a lot of guys play. Um, but, you know, we have a you know a lot of guys on the team. We're about 127 guys on our team. Um, we try to play a lot of guys on defense just from a fundamental standpoint. That helps us. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to need everybody. And, you know, each week we've been fortunate. Guys have stepped up, different guys. And, and that's something, 
you want to develop depth and guys that can come in there and make some plays. And we're going to count on some other guys that you have. We haven't talked about to win some of these games moving forward. And, you know, we just got to continue to get more and more good players. And, you know, the thing, Christian, we want to be super competitive and have more guys that can play and compete. Cause you know, if you've got somebody pushing you at your position, you tend to play better, practice better. And, you know, have a little bit of depth at some spots has allowed us to develop the guys because they're getting pushed by somebody else. And one of those spots typically is the quarterback position, right? You always want competition there, but the old adage is uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. But you guys, it seems like you're have, having and finding success with that two-quarterback system right now uh, with Jamarion and Devon. Yeah, you know, it's unique. Um, we haven't had a number of places where we had this situation I know when I was at Georgia Southern, we had several guys that could play and were effective. Um, but, you know, it's it's worked here. And, you know, I give Russell Demasi and off, Nate Baker, offensive staff credit. They found a way to interject both guys. Both guys are different styles. It's like we're a band with two lead singers. And uh, one will get up there and play some Stones. Next guy will come up and play a little Van Halen. Next guy may come up and, you know, play a little Earth, Wind, and Fire. So it's just different every time. But, uh it's worked. Um, and, you know, I've said this and I've got it on my board and you and I've talked about this. I was saying, do whatever gives us the best chance to win. That's what we're going to do. And uh, we just got to keep evolving. And each week people give us different things that one guy does better than the other. And we just keep finding a way to work with it and hopefully keep getting better on offense. So I just want to confirm you are comparing your quarterback room to Fleetwood Mac then. Basically. Yeah. Okay. We, we, yeah. We're you're like a cover band that sings like <laughs> Uh, full-fledged on it's like going to coach's corner and you can get anything from sammy hagar all the way to uh you know um lionel richie i mean you just never know but uh, i do have a lot of music taste by the way and coach's corner is a good place to watch a, a show they got a great venue in the back there but uh all joking aside you know it's it, it you always want to have one guy um but it's just kind of evolved and both guys have made big plays for us in different times of the season and since i've been here and uh Man, it's interesting because, Christian, a lot of times that's an antagonistic relationship. They're good buddies. They're roommates. Um, you know, Devon's a senior and, and JT's a sophomore. So, you know, Devon, this is his final season with us. But uh, it's it's I really give them a lot of credit because they're the ones that have handled it really well. Well, it is fascinating because every other position, you're going to rotate in and out. And it just seems like that that one position, just based off of how offenses have been approached throughout the years and really didn't start until the last 20, 30 years. Before that, you'd have multiple quarterbacks in a game. But it's interesting the dynamic that can evolve there. I think a lot of it's from outside pressure and outside sources because typically on the field it's, hey, do, like you said, do whatever gives us the best chance to win. Yeah, you know, and the outside stuff's a bunch of noise, a bunch of baloney in my opinion. And, you know, too often we listen to outside noise that's coming from people that really don't have a clue on what the actual truth on something is or what the best method is. So, you know – there's no exact way to do it, Christian. I, if a coach gets on here and say, if you do this, this everybody would do it that way. I mean, there's some formulas, obviously, that right. are gonna, you're going to win games with turnovers and we'll be able to run the ball, play great defense, special teams. You know, those are kind of for certain. But if there was one exact style to do it, everybody would do it. And uh, a lot of times on ESPN, they get on there and say, well, if you do this, this is what you're this style you're going to win. That's not true. It's whatever's best for your team to win. And it may be different. I'd like to have an alpha male at quarterback right now. We, we, don't necessarily have that guy. They're great guys, but they're not just like walk in the room and everybody, they're like EF Hutton, everybody shuts up. But, uh, and I've been at places, Peyton Manning was that way. Uh, Casey Clawson was that way. Uh, Con, you know, um, J-Bo Shaw was that way at George yeah. Southern. Those guys were the alpha males. Our guys are a little bit more laid back and that is what it is. Again, hey, something's working five wins in a row 
uh, really starting to dive into the SEAC play now. A uh, huge game coming up against Clark Atlanta University for a couple of reasons. Obviously, SEAC play number one, but homecoming coming up for the Savannah State Tigers this weekend. We'll come back, catch up with Coach Quinn about that, uh, and dive into really how important that tradition is there at Savannah State. We'll dive into that next right here on the Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio. The Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio. Homecoming week for the Savannah State Tigers. Christian Gokel hanging out with Savannah State Tigers head coach Sean Quinn and coach Clark Atlanta coming to town. Before we dive into the festivities, what can you tell us about this team? Because traditionally, a very good football program. Yeah, they're well coached. Their guys play hard. They play a lot of people. Uh, we had to go into overtime with them in 19 in a rainstorm, and uh, we were fortunate to win it. And uh, so it'll be a battle. They they have they're just coming off a win last week. They had a win, big win over Allen. Uh, quarterback got Player of the Week in the league. So you know we got to go play best ball. And as I've told you this before, I told our team, and you know it's about us, and we can control what we control. That's us how we prepare, play, and uh, no, it's next opportunity. You know people want to put different significant significance things, but typo there. People want to put a different, you know, labels around each game. It's the next game. So every game is important. The biggest game of the year is the one you're playing. And as a coach, the rest of it's a bunch of noise and irrelevance. It's just about playing the game, finding a way to win. And, you know, for our players, that's a challenge. Just each week, line it back up and let's do it again. Well, I was going to say, Coach, because this is a team that struggled to score points so far this season, but you don't want to – we said this before – you don't want to be the get-right game. You know, I all I do is focus in on us. Like, we got to keep getting better. We got so much more we can do. Um, we got enough issues. We got to try to find a way to keep getting yeah. better um, as a team. And, you know, Clark will, will present a challenge to us. We just got to go out and play well, and I'll leave it at that. And homecoming week this week, Coach, and really a significant week at every college and high school uh, around the country. Any fond memories for you, a homecoming week during your time uh, sticking your hand in the dirt? No, that don't ever get caught up in that. It's about the game and every game, you know, guys want to put – people want to put – special significance to homecoming or something that just a game that's yeah. another opportunity for us to go out and compete as a coach you circle every one of them and you got to go fight and win and do all that it's great to have a lot of folks come back but we want every saturday to be homecoming to be honest with you and i get sick of hearing about homecoming all i want to do is make sure every saturday that that stadium's full we got a great crowd and everybody's bought in and it's important to everybody every week what? and uh so i get pretty irritated about the rest of it because each game should be the most important game, regardless of what time of year it is. Well, not to, I'm not going to double down on it then, but I will ask you this. <laughs> I, I, I snapped your head off. No, no, you're good. Me, the, at the great programs, homecoming is irrelevant. Every week is homecoming. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of what I was going to ask is, uh, is this, and I know you can't think of it in this way, but just because people do come back, not just for the football game. And obviously you want to change that going forward, but People do come back because it's an HBCU. Homecoming is a significant thing to them every year. Like you said, you don't want this to be a once-a-year thing. It should be you have six Saturdays every single season where it, you need to come back and you need to get together and you need to be a part of this family. And like you said, it shouldn't just be, hey, we'll uh, we'll fly into Savannah one time a year. It should be, hey, if you want this program to be successful, you have to invest in it too. Yeah, you know, and I'll be honest with you, before I got here, I could never even tell you when the homecoming game was anywhere else I've been. At LSU, every week was 
daggum Super Bowl. Uh, Georgia Southern was the same way. And, uh, you know, that's how my mindset is each week, game one, the game, whatever, they're all like that. Um, and I think that's important for our staff and our players to view it that way because you want to be respectful of your opponent and pay homage to that. And really, um, that's the most important thing is opt- you don't get many opportunities to compete. We're a little different than baseball and basketball. They seem to play every other day. We get very few opportunities. Um, and so you got to make them count. Uh, and again, Coach, a big game coming up against Clark Atlanta University. We're going to take another quick break here. We'll come back and wrap it up here with Coach Quinn on the Sean Quinn Show next right here on ESPN Radio. The Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio Savannah. Big game coming up against Clark Atlanta University. Kickoff set for 3 p.m. on Saturday. And, Coach, I kind of want to continue the conversation we were having in the last segment there because uh, I've heard some interesting things. I was at SEC Media Days uh, in Sam Pittman, obviously the head coach of Arkansas now. He's in his second season. You see the success that they've been able to have. Uh, I know they've lost a couple in a row, but just miles ahead of uh, where a lot of people expected them to be. But he talked about his time at Georgia because you mentioned them, and he said it felt like it was always fourth and one, right? Every single day, every single decision you had to make, it was always fourth and one. During your time coaching at all the different programs, what have you found to be the consistencies between the successful programs? The commitment from the top down, that's really the biggest thing. A lot of times, you know, and I've got a number of friends that coach in the NFL, and they'll tell you, there's a glass ceiling in the NFL based on what ownership is willing to do or not do, or sometimes just stay out of. There's certain organizations where the owner has no clue what he's doing with, you know, running the day-to-day stuff and it will stick his nose in there. And the ones that are really well ran, they are from top to bottom. It's the same thing in college. I mean, the one thing I enjoyed about LSU and Georgia Southern and Tennessee is everybody from the top down all the way to the, you know, the equipment manager were all pointing the same direction, do whatever we had to do to win and have success and make sure things were done the right way. And that's really the biggest thing. I think the fourth and one, first and 10 perspective, if it's fourth and one every time, then it's a little bit where it's negative. You know, it's first and 10. Hey, listen, we got a great opportunity here. And I, and I try to have a first and 10 mentality. You know, it's going to be fourth and one at certain times, but uh, you don't want to feel like every decision, which wire do you cut the green or blue or the black one and it blows up, you know, and, uh, some days there's that. Now, we have a lot of challenges here. Obviously, we have very few resources. Our guys don't have a lot of things that the, the main places do. You know, nutrition is not where it needs to be. Facilities aren't where they need to be. Uh, funding isn't where it needs to be. So those are things we're working on. But you try to have fine. Don't let the things that you can't do get in the way of what you can do. And I think that's important not only in coaching but in life. You know, you can sit here and go, well, I don't have a yacht in, you know, in Monaco, so my life's not worthwhile, I think. So for you, Christian, it might be, hey, I finally got, you know, a pretty girl that wants to hang out with me. So you got to take advantage of the opportunities when they come, but you also got to look at what you got rather than what you don't have. And so we got a great town, great place. And in recruiting, we know, Hey, we got to build a new stadium, new facilities, new weight room, all those different type of things. And hopefully those things will happen. Hey, I I usually get stuffed on fourth and one of those situations, coach with the, uh, with the pretty girls, I usually get a blown up for a big loss there. uh, And uh, it sounds like you've, it sounds like you've actually, you're, I won't go any farther, but it sounds like it. You know, like at least you're still in the game. So. But listen, we're, we're ne- it's not over yet. It's never over until you see the triple zeros. You know that, coach. And I'm giving you the coach yeah. speak now. But again, massive game coming up this Saturday. Kickoff set for 3 p.m. there at Ted Wright Stadium against Clark Atlanta. It is an orange out. I will not even hesitate or even 
pretend to ask coach about an orange out after what we heard about the homecoming. So he's just focused on what's happening between the lines. We'll worry about we'll be what's wearing happening. blue in case you're wondering. Yeah, there you go. I love it. So there you go. Savannah State, you know, the blue on the field, and they're asking for the orange in the stands. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Get out and support your Tigers. Coach, we always appreciate the time, brother. Look forward to seeing you out there on Saturday. Appreciate you. Look forward to some questions, folks. So shoot them in there to Christian. So yep. maybe we need to have some for Christian, too. I got a Rolodex over here. I may start pulling Oh, we'll do, we'll do a whole show on that. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Thanks yeah, again. Brother. And uh, we'll see you Saturday at 3. Let's pack it out and have a large crowd there and uh, lots of noise.